Log Talk Radio. Podcast partner of the sports world called The Clown Time. That's Connor Spielberg Care, but where you're from me on web at www.clowntimes.net. And you can find me on Facebook as well. It is cutting up mainly at Alabama's expense. More on that in a moment. As well as other stuff, the NFL stuff, NBA stuff, you name it. I've trolled it. And many others. But anyway, just go to the search window in the upper left hand corner and type in The Clown Times. Again, that's Clown Spielberg K. You know, find me there as well. As I lose the Earl of Alabama, we have lots to get into. We have the wrap-up of the College Football Playoff National Championship game, which turned out to be a one-sided curb-stomping, ass-kicking affair, as well as um, the Steelers and Tony Brown drama. That What a big-time cluster bleep that's turned out to, to be, as well as uh, the Bengals coaching search. Head coaching search, I should, I should say. That's a big deal here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good at that as well, as well as recapping the wild card weekend of NFL playoffs and getting a little bit into, into this coming week's games. Um, hoping that the Evil Empire knows the Patriots will fail, but I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, we're not going to worry about that That right now. We're going to bring in my guest who's going to help break all this down. Y'all know him from LockedOnBeagles.com. My fraternity brother, Andre Edwards, is in the hizzy. So, Andre, Ace, what's happening? What's going on, my brother? I'm cold. You? <laughs> are you ice cold? I am ice ice cold. That's a fraternity thing. Yes, most of you don't know, but at any rate, well, you know that I took the week off last week, man. I was in Jamaica, and you know, what better way to be greeted back from 80 degree weather to like 20 degrees high snow flurries and cold to the bone. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Man, that that's rough, brother. That is rough. I, <laughs> I would say I feel sorry no. for you, but I really don't. I really don't feel sorry for you at oh. all because I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I know it. Screw me, right? Screw, screw exactly. me. <laughs> right. Speaking of getting screwed over, well, not exactly. They just got the asses kicked. Clemson. I didn't see this beatdown coming, brother. I, I did not see it coming. I don't think anyone outside of the upstate South Carolina saw this coming. Forty. I don't. I, don't I mean, hell. No. I don't think folks in South Carolina saw this coming. And I mean, I think they believe they were. You're probably right about that. We said it would be a good game, but nobody saw yeah. what 44, 16, or whatever it was. That was ridiculous. Yeah. They beat Alabama by four touchdowns. They beat Nick Satan, as I call him, Nick Satan, four by four touchdowns. And it literally I wasn't the first even half. That I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it wasn't even that close. Like four touchdowns was no. was signed. Oh. Well, let me ask you this, man, because as you can imagine, there has been a lot of talk all over the blogosphere, all over Sports Up Radio. Is this the end of the Alabama dynasty? Is this the end of Dick Saban's dominance? Is he about to get usurped by like by by Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers, I don't think that's the case. Look, look, I I think that there's there's two there's a new sheriff of town, yes, but I think there are two teams on the mountaintop right now, and given that Alabama has another recruiting class type top ranked recruiting class coming in next season, and given that Nick Sate Nick Sate I'm stop stop calling Sate Nick Saban is still in town. <laughs> I don't think they're going anywhere, and I'm just – it just I – mean, look, I'm glad that Alabama got the asses kit as much as the next guy is outside the state of Alabama. But to say that Alabama is trending downward or on their way out, it's just stupid to me. Scott, let me ask you a question. Who won the yes, national sir. championship? So what now? 
who won a national championship last year? That would be Alabama. Okay. So, uh, and which two teams <laughs> played for the national championship this year? That would be Alabama and, and Clemson. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and how many straight years has Alabama been either winning and or in the national championship game? I would say four. Okay. So. Four straight years. You know, using my Walnut Hills math skills, <laughs> um, I'm going to say that that's four for four. I'm going to say they right. won two of the four for Nashville to be the best team. They lost two of the four to be the second best team. What about mm-hmm. that indicates to you that they are falling off? Dude, I'm just saying, I'm, I, I'm glad we shared a brain because that is, we, we, you see how ridiculous that, that is, right? I mean, ridiculous. I heard people on like ESPNU, on Sirius XM Radio, Talk like one particular sports talk host, Chris Childs, talk about they're trending downward. There's a new sheriff in town and all that other bullshit. I mean, I'm like, are you serious? Are you freaking serious? You're gonna just throw the baby out the out the throw the baby out with the bathwater just like that? I mean, yeah, come it's on. That, look, I, I, I get that people want something to talk about, but that that's just ridiculous. I mean, Alabama is going to be the co-favorites of Clemson next season already by Vegas. Them and Clemson are yeah. the high favorites yeah. to appear in the national championship game. That's, they're not falling off anytime soon. I'm sorry. As much as everyone wants it to happen, it's not going to happen probably not for the next two, three, four years, at least until Nick Saban decides to hang it up at the very least. They're not going anywhere. They're, they're no. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you, I see another same person in the world. But look, I I heard on call like I heard like yesterday, I guess, with Joe Joe Clatt that um, it's like the two differences between the two schools. Like Alabama's more like a machine, and Clemson's more like a family in terms of the atmosphere. You know, people in Alabama are afraid of losing. I mean, it's as much as the players are pretty much lockstep in, in lockstep with uh, with the quote unquote the process. Saban is said to be much harder on the coaches than it is on his players. And you know, you have right. a lot of these these these, these coaching these assistants is I don't want to say bailing, but taking other gigs like year after year after year after year. And meanwhile, Clips only lost like two assistant coaches in the last what, four or five years, I think it was. So they have continuity right. on the side. It's a more relaxed atmosphere. I get it. And plus it helps that Clemson has as much talent as does Bama. But, look, again, until Nick Saban decides to call it quits, at the very least, they're not going anywhere for a while. But the thing I do like is that you have – you don't have a, a, like a one and a one A. You have two number ones now. And yeah, absolutely. Me as a sports – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, too, that I don't know about you, bro, but I love it when you have, like, a team, a great team, and another great team that acts as a spoil. You know what I mean? As, as, acts as the former spoil. Kind of like, um, I don't know, like, it's, it, you know, I'm a big fan of the wire, so I look at this as, like, like Alabama being the Barksdales, right, by Avon Barksdale. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I'm going to Clemson being Marlow Stansfield. That's how I look at this. Fighting for that corner. Fighting for the yeah. corner. Well. I mean that's how I look at it. And I think that's great. I don't know about you, I think that's awesome for college football. Well I think is it's to make an NBA reference is what we would yep. have wanted to see from the Cavs versus the Warriors, right? Because we always we right. always knew that the Cavs were the best team when LeBron was there. The Cavs were the best team in the East, and Golden State was the best team in the West. And people, while right. as much as we get quote unquote fatigued over seeing the same teams win all the time, <clears throat> how cool would it have been if over the last four years, you know, LeBron took two, Steph Curry and his crew took two, and it was kind of up in the air as to who was going to win it. And man, this is so great! And I was, instead of like last year's finals, like. It was pretty much over before it started. Like, yeah, LeBron's great, right. but nah, this is not happening once Golden State got KD. Like, it just wasn't happening. So, 
Um, right. <laughs> you know, to, Four so I think, famous on the team. Right, exactly. So I think with with the way that college football is is set up now, you know, given that those two teams are the powerhouses that they are, it's fun to watch them slug it out and go back and forth, man. I love it. Yeah, and you know what, though, going back to that Cleveland Cavaliers reference, it was over when J.R. Smith forgot to score late in the fourth quarter. No. That's, that, no. that, and that gave us the meme of the ages. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it was over since that point. What the hell are you there doing? Like, I get to see LeBron. I, I'm still asking myself. I literally screamed. I was like, dude, what? I, I literally yelled out, what the fuck? I literally yelled that out at the TV. And I don't imagine what LeBron was yelling out at him. Oh, my goodness. But this is crazy. Um, speaking of Clemson, though, how about the Trevor Lawrence? A true Woo. freshman. Woo. Doing what he did to the Bama defense. At that look, I heard that he had the goods when he was while he was when he was being recruited by Clemson. And you know, right. I know that Kelly Bryant, Alpha Phi Alpha's own Kelly Bryant, by the way, and coming from last season, um, he was holding it down. You know, he took the team to the college playoff last season. Remember, they got beat a little bit by Alabama in in in, in the semifinals. And I right. guess Dabble Sweeney and them decided that they did that they needed a downfield passing presence. Bryant wasn't able to give that to him on a consistent basis, which is why obviously why they went out to the Lawrence and Leonard Lawrence. But to see him, this kid Lawrence, step in the way he did later in the season after Bryant announced the transfer, I, dude, I hadn't seen a quarterback like this in a very long time, in terms of like a, a, a surefire thing. As a true freshman, and to take no, home the national on, championship, he he put on a show, man. Like he put on. Yeah. It, it would have been. It was. It was. The equivalent of a game's worth of uh, Tua coming in last year at the end of the game versus Georgia and and winning it on a drive. He put that and multiplied it by you know an entire game. Hey, folks, sorry about that. I had technical difficulties. Dre, you back? Yeah, I am. I got you. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I mean, that's a pair of how having a um, a um, a cell phone line instead of a landline. You got to fix that. But uh, anyway, sorry about that. Glad you're back. Um, but but basically, you you you're like you were going you asking for for a couple of trouble on. So I just wanted to let you finish that thought right quick. No, just basically saying, you know, it was the equivalent of, you know, how shocked we were when Tua came in last year as a as a true freshman and led him on the drive to to win the game against Georgia. This was, you know, you take that drive and multiply it by an entire game, and that's how impressive this kid, Trevor Lawrence, was uh, versus that Alabama defense. Yeah, and, you know, and this is the defense that Alabama, Alabama defense, excuse me, that lost a lot of players to the draft. And then we'll lose some more places like to the draft this year. Again, as they're going to reload in the fall, uh, in the, like I said, I should say in the spring. But yeah, just to wrap things up with Clemson, Alabama. Alabama is not going anywhere for a while, folks. Sorry, haters. And Clemson's not going anywhere for a while. So basically, you essentially have two alpha dogs in college football. And I think it's great for college football. For those of, of, of the folks out there who are in about and bitching about how it's turned to a regionalized sport, I got news for you. I got some advice for y'all. Have your schools recruit better, and you won't have this problem. <laughs> have, them, have them get coached. Have them, seriously, I, I, hate, I hate when people complain about such things. Just, I mean, it's kind of like UConn and, and, uh, and, college, and women's, women's college basketball. Tell the other schools yep. and coaches to recruit better. If you're tired of them winning, do what do the dirty work and do the hard do do the work that a lot of teams don't want to do to be great and do those things. Recruit better, yeah. coach better, and it, the rest will take care of itself. Clemson did it. Well, I mean, you look at, you look at Tennessee was the dominant women's program for years, and somebody yeah. said, okay, that's, and that's enough. And so then it moved to UConn, 
And now UConn's been on that, been that top dog for years. But now there's people nipping at their heels and Notre Dame and the Baylors and, you know, folks like right. that who are like, well, wait, it's time for our, it's time for us to shine. So I think, right. you know, it may take a while. Don't get me wrong. Cause it's hard to, it's hard to uh, sell a place that isn't Alabama or that isn't Clemson, um, you know, because you're, you're battling the SEC, you're battling, you know, the name of the school and the the uh, the uh, background of the coach and and all of those things. But with that being sure. said, you know, you got to start somewhere. And if you right. don't make the hire, it's going to take that much longer. So find the right coach, put the right system together, and then go recruit and go make it happen. There you go. That's what's up right there. So, moving from the good, we go to the bad. That yeah. being Pittsburgh Steelers and the drama with Antonio Brown. You're a Bengals fan, so I know you're loving this. So, I'll just cut oh. to the chase. What the hell should the Steelers do with Antonio Brown? Should we trade him? Should they, should, should they get rid of Mike Tomlin and have him go back to being a uh, Omar Epps stunt double? What should happen? So it, to me, it reminds me a whole lot of Marvin Lewis and cats like Ojo Cinco and cats yeah. like Vontez Burke. Not, not from an on-field, um, you know, some of the answers <laughs> that Vontez pulled on the field, but more so just the – he gives too much leeway to superstar players, right? Yes, he does. And, right. and I think he, he's a great players coach. I think cats love to play for him, and they work hard for him. But he also has those those kind of pet projects that he allows to get away with stuff, like Le'Veon Bell, like Antonio Brown, like Ben Roethlisberger. Honestly, I think that yeah, might sure. be probably your biggest issue is that your quarterback is not your strongest leader in your locker room. Right. That's a problem. Right? Right. So if, if if the quarterback is not is is pissing and moaning and calling out teammates and throwing people under the bus and doing all of these things. Don't get me wrong, he's a great quarterback. Hall of first ballot Hall of Famer, he's a no doubt about leader, it. Though. <laughs> but but he's a terrible leader. And so yeah. When, when your quarterback is a terrible leader, you have guys that fall out of line. And when you have a head coach who's a player's coach but also has pet projects that he really, really likes or are super talented and you can't really rein in, you got yourself a problem. And that's kind of where Pittsburgh is right now. They they got themselves a problem. And I could absolutely 100% see Antonio Brown holding out and not playing next year because Pittsburgh yeah. would be foolish to trade him because of $21 million dead money cap hit. $21 yeah, million is a lot of money in dead money. Right. So, right. you know, do, I, you I, want, I, do you want to get that up? And I'm like, I don't, know if, I don't know if you want to do that, but at the same time, do you want the malcontent that he could potentially be in the locker room or the same distractions that you had the previous year with Le'Veon Bell with now Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell already gone. Well, here's the deal, man. And you make a good point. I just wonder if it's a worth is it worth saving the twenty one mil, keeping him around. Because here's the deal. I don't know what you've heard. I'm sure you heard and read a lot, but you as bad as terrible as the leader as Ben Roethlisberger is, you can't allegedly throw a football at your quarterback when he gets on you. You can't nope. allegedly go off on him and others in practice and just storm off the field and skip a training session, skip practice the next day. You just can't do that, even if you're right. Antonio freaking Brown. You just can't do that. And the fact that, I mean, look, this, 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 this again, going back to my time, this makes him look even worse because if you look at the talent on that squad, they have no damn business coming up short of a Super Bowl appearance. I'm serious. No. There's more talent than on paper right. than the Patriots. They they yep. just are. I mean, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame wide receiver, a, one of the 
two or three best running backs, Le'Veon Bell on your roster, who, by the way, you alienated. Thank you very much, offensive lineman. And you have a defense that led the league in sacks and, and, and whatnot. Even though they weren't always consistent on the back end, they did get to your quarterback. And you they're sitting at home. Letting the yep. team like the Ravens, who use an old school, like, damn near read out your wishbone offense, sneak their way past you into the playoffs because you couldn't beat the Raiders and lost a 16 yep. point lead at home to the Chargers and lose yep. on the road to Denver? Really? Yep. Really? Yeah, man. That's inexcusable. And that, that goes back and, to them I mean, being like, so damn crashing. No, and not to rub salt in the wound at all, because at least you won the game. Go ahead. Like, no. That uh-huh. game that you had to win was literally in peril against the Bengals. Now, who were who right. were starting a backup quarterback and about seventeen dudes that they pulled out of the stands uh, on their way to Pittsburgh and said, "Hey, can you play?" Because everybody else is broke, and they literally right. almost lost that game. Right. In a, in a in a must win, the must win. Like a, you have to have this win in order to have any shot at all of going to the playoffs. And you had the constant motivation of seeing the 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 Cleveland score on on the scoreboard. So you had to know it's close. It's close. It's close. It's close. So we need to put our foot on the gas. We need to put our foot in the Bengals behind so that we can be done and ready to go when hopefully Cleveland pulls off this win. Now, of course, that didn't happen, but you struggled mm-hmm. to beat the Bengals backups. Like, come on, man. Right. At home. Right. That's that's on Tomlin. That's on Tomlin. He, this, this is what I think is going to happen. I think that Art Rooney and them, Art Rooney the second in company, they're going to sit Tomlin's ass down somewhere and say, look, this year has been an unmitigated disaster. Granted, he didn't have a losing record. He never finished with a losing record. I get that. But, again, it's all about expectations. They had a very talented squad. They were 7-2-1 and one early in the year. Don't forget that. And they ended yep. up going on a three-game losing streak and missed the playoffs at 9-6-1. and one. Again, yep. losing to a team, losing the to a team, you, using the 1960s, 1970s-style offense in the Ravens. Oh, hell. Tying tie the Browns. If you don't, if you don't tie the Browns while they still had Hugh Jackson yeah, as their head coach and, and Terod Taylor playing as quarterback, you're in the playoffs. Right. Right. Exactly. So I mean, so, again, there, there's just too many issues that that came up this season that should not have happened. Right. Right. And again. Living in Cincinnati, you know, the ninety, we're probably eighty to ninety percent of people. I know there's a lot of Steelers fans here, but roughly eighty percent of the fans here, sports fans here, are loving the fact that Pittsburgh's in turmoil. They're not used to seeing that, and you know, again, I think what's going to happen is is he's going to sit the room's going to sit Tomlin down. Say, this is on you, bruh. You got one year to fix this. If this is more yep. chaotic, if it's chaotic this year as much as it was last year, you're gone. We're not renewing your contract. And they're not used to firing coaches. They're all about continuity and stuff. But you got to, I mean, you got to, this, this type of thing has to stop. And the yep. fact that, again, he's underachieved since he's won the 2008 Super Bowl way back when. It's over, it's about a decade ago. Um, yeah. It's 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 just it's just sad. It's 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 sad. It's, they only won two playoff games since then, bro. That's inexcusable. Wow. That's that's that that's not going to get it done. And again, this is on time. This is on Tomlin. This is yes, we're on Tomlin. And even even Luther Jacksonville, the way they did in the playoffs last year at home, when they were obviously looking forward to playing New England and everything else, and it, it's just. It's it's a cluster bleep all the way around. So I expect changes. I don't. I expect to have new D coordinator. Greg Grims is available. Hint hint. Um, right. You know, just do do the just. By time needs to take control of his locker room. If he, if that doesn't happen, he's going to be on the streets next year. And I know he'll be a hot commodity, but he's under his his tenure here. 
And Pittsburgh is going to be one of underachievement if it doesn't get together. And that's unfortunate. Of course, as black head coaches, you want them to, to, to do well. But you got to call a spade a spade. I know that's an unfortunate yeah. phrase, but you just, you just have to – it is what it is. The GS has to get it done. So – No, I mean, I, I mean – the NFL is a what have you done for me kind of league, right? And if right. you know you can you can rest on the laurels of a Super Bowl for a year or two, but in right. the grand scheme of things, after that, man, come on, I need some results and I need some production. I mean, you probably, you won a few AFC North championships, yeah, absolutely, no question about that. But you get bounced in the you know in the second round of the playoffs in your crib, and you lose to Blake Bortles, like, come on, man, you can't do that. You just can't do it. Yeah, I know. That's inexcusable. So, and to add another acronym for you, NFL stands for not for long. And my time True. is going to realize that if he doesn't get his shit together. Uh, speaking of coaches, let's go to your Bengals. I know that Mike Brown, your beloved Mike Brown, <laughs> uh, he's he, the owner of the Bengals. He keeps this, this stuff. People are afraid, literally afraid, that he's going to go in the house and go and Hugh Jackson or Vance Joseph in one form of the combination of, of, of the two as coordinator, coach, or whatever, which scares, again, which scares the hell out of Bengals fans everywhere. But there's talk about Eric the enemy, a few other coaching candidates from the outside, which would be a, a welcome change, I'm sure. But what's your gut feeling on the Bengals coaching search now that Stop the presence. Marvin Lewis is no longer in town. Never thought I'd ever see that happen. But, First but, of all, give me can your, we just your, dwell your, on your, that? Uh, can we just dwell on that for a second? Like, let, let's just let's just give a quick moment of silence. Sixteen years <laughs> that I adored Marvin Lewis as my head coach. So hold on, watch. just give me a, just a moment of silence for that. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Okay, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. I just needed a moment. That's all I needed. <laughs> I'm glad that was over. Oh, my God, dude. As many times as you and I have done this podcast and as many years as we've done this podcast, it's like almost every time you ask me, when is Marvin Lewis going to run out of time in Cincinnati? When is Marvin Lewis' <laughs> time know. over? And, like, I never had an answer. It was always like, uh, my guess is whenever he feels like it. Or uh, maybe never. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Maybe Mike Brown has to die first. Like, I, I have no idea. But <laughs> oh, the fact that it happened – this year, I'm I'm shocked. That was I. There are I not very many things that, that shock me, especially mm-hmm. about the NFL. But that sure. shocked me, and to to then think of all the possibilities of who the next coach could be, and then think of the dread of holy crap, it really could be Hugh Jackson. Like, oh no, that sounds ter- that. That's awful. That's just Marvin Lewis 2.0. Like, no, thank you. And maybe worse, right? Uh, right given given his opinion <laughs> and places, like, that legitimately could be a worse move. Um, right. So, m- my gut feeling or my gut thought is if it were going to be somebody like Hugh Jackson, you would have just already made the offer. Like, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to be holding up the process in general if you're just going to put Hugh Jackson in to Marvin Lewis's spot and either retain most of the coaching staff or, you know, maybe you switch out a few pieces here and there, but basically it's business as usual with just Hugh Jackson running the show now as opposed to Marvin Lewis. So I feel, again, given just the amount of time, we are a week and a half since Marvin stepped down and Hugh hasn't been named the coach. So that to me, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. The the other piece that you look at is all right. There are cats that they talk to. You you like you said, Eric Bieniemy. Um, and they talk to Zach Taylor. They talk to uh, Waldron from both of the cats from uh, the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. They talk to the dude, the offensive coordinator Monken from uh, Todd Monken from uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, the a lot of those those folks are, you know, Vance Joseph, as you said, you know, at least half of those folks are available right now to take that job. So it kind of says to me, well, maybe they're waiting on a coach who is currently still in the playoffs and cannot accept the offer at this point in time because they're still coaching and they're still in the playoffs. So that would leave right. uh, Taylor and Waldron from L.A. and Eric Enemy from Kansas City. 
my my gut and my hope is that it's Eric Bieniemy. He, he brings yeah. a passion and a fire about he's, him. He's learned that his love in Kansas City. Yeah, and and he's learned at the feet of Andy Reid, um, whose coaching tree has been pretty pretty darn impressive. Um, and while he may not necessarily call the play, the the game play to play type of deal, he helps put the offense together. He helps with the running game. He's the running game coordinator. He um, uh, he played running back. You know, so I mean, there's all there's all of these pieces, and I don't necessarily need him to call plays. Find a strong offensive coordinator with him as setting the direction and setting the tone, which is what I need a head coach to do. Um, you know, hey, offensive coordinator, this is my philosophy. These are I want to be aggressive. I want to push the ball down the field. I want to make sure that we get the the ball into the hands of our weapons. If you look at that Kansas City offense, what do they do? They get the ball to Tyreek Hill. They get the ball to Travis right. Kelsey. They used to get the ball to uh, the dude kick on the floor. Um, you know, so they use, they utilize their weapons. One, Patrick Mahomes is an, is an otherworldly talent, and I get that. But with that being said, yeah. even when Alex Smith was there, with the limitations that he had, they still got the ball to Tyreek Hill. They still got the ball to Travis Kelsey. You know, so right. it says to me, all right, my philosophy in general is be aggressive. My philosophy in general is use our weapons. And so if th- that's who I want as my head guy, directing the overall processes of what's going on with this with this team. So if we land a B enemy and then as your offensive coordinator, you land maybe one of those two dudes who aren't coordinators for the Rams because I think one guy's a quarterback coach, the other guy is the right. quote unquote passing game coordinator or whatever whatever that title well the hell that is. I really don't understand yeah, that. Right. This name yeah. is a coach. But clearly they're involved in the the makeup of the game plan and putting those pieces right. together. So, hey, let me get somebody who comes from the Sean McVay tree who is – you look at L.A.'s team, they're pretty aggressive. they got Todd Gurley. they got some pieces, you know, at wide receiver that are very similar to what the Bengals have. Bring some of those concepts here to Cincinnati. And then on a defensive side of the ball, if you wanted to hire a dude like Vance Joseph, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. If you wanted to hire a dude like Greg Williams, I don't have a problem with that either. Um, that would probably be a, a, an interesting call to see who they try to slide into into that mix. But in general, as long as Airbnb is my head coach and no one named Hugh Jackson, Darren Simmons, Bill Lazor, uh or Vance Joseph is my head coach, I'm probably a pretty happy dude. <laughs> you know that shit's not going to happen, right? <laughs> I know I might perhaps. No, no, no. He's all about familiarity. But, it doesn't, but honestly, point. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for it to be anybody internal up to and including Vance Joseph who has been fired, so he's free and available and came in for an interview. So if you wanted to hire that dude as your head coach, you could totally do that. If you wanted to hire Hugh, if you wanted to hire Hugh, Darren, Bill Lazor, if you wanted to hire any of those dudes, they're sitting right there. They're all – the assistant coaches on the Bengals team are all under contract because they signed two-year deals when Marvin came back last year. So they're all under contract. They can't go anywhere unless you let them. They're right there. Just take and say, hey, Darren Simmons, we want you to be our next head coach. Give him the head coaching job, and let's move on with life. But they're not doing that, and there's a reason why they're not doing that. And it screams to me, outside candidate. All of the internal candidates are either on staff and or available. Right. 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 And, and, so, and they, so they must know something. Some, they, they must, Mike Brown and, and the Brain Trust must know something. Because they know those internal candidates really well, obviously, right? So obviously. for this to go on as long as it has, it screams outside. That's because remember, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Brown, uh, Marvin was hired around the time of the Senior Bowl, and he was yeah, a total uh, complete outsider. Days, it took sixteen days to hire Marvin from the time yeah. the end of the season happened until him signing his contract was sixteen days. 
we are right about the 12, 12 day mark at this point. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm hoping against hope that it's not the enemy because that would be a great grade for hire. And, you know, Ooh. that would, that would, that would turn the division upside down because you got to figure. And, 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 and I don't believe I'm about to say this. Cleveland's trending upward. Really? Oh, yeah. Upward. And the oh, way yeah. they finished the season, I, I look, I, I don't like to agree with Skip Bayless on almost anything, but <laughs> I think he was on to something when he said that if if, if, if if Baker Mayfield started the regular season from like started from the from week one of the regular season, they'll be a playoff team. And I think that's kind of true. They finished the season seven, eight, and one. And yeah, you know, I mean, just think about it. In two of those games. Hell, the the first game they were a block field goal away from beating Pittsburgh. That Absolutely was right, and that was with uh, 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 Tyler Taylor, and they were a missed field goal away from beating New Orleans the next the following week. So they could have easily been uh, nine six and one th- themselves if you think about it. Yeah, at least yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Well, I mean, that would have been they. Heck, if they did, again, if they weren't a, if they didn't miss the block, if they didn't have the block field goal, they would have been ten and six and champs in the division. Ten and six, yeah, yeah, ten and six, ten and six, yeah, that's that's right. That's just crazy, man. That is freaking crazy. So they're trending upward, and now who the hell knows what's going on in Baltimore? I don't, I don't know if I, I don't think uh, Joe Harbaugh is coming back, and if that's the case, woohoo! If you're a rival of the Baltimore Ravens, because he's a damn good coach. Um, but and who the hell knows? So, so you would it be would it be smart of him not to come back, given all the openings at this point will have been filled, and he's just gonna sit out for a year? Yeah, but I heard that teams are waiting to pounce on John Harbaugh. Though. They're, they're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's why that's why I've been hearing. So, who the hell knows? But I know one thing. If like if you have a John Harbaugh or even Mike Tomlin get all of a sudden get broken off for example, just say for the sake of argument that Armageddon happens and those two things happen. I bet there will be current teams right teams that currently have coaches right now that will fire their head coaches to bring one of those two guys in. I bet think so? the bottom dollar that will happen. Oh, I think they will. I if Mike Tomlin or Harbaugh comes on the market, somebody's firing their coach to bring them in. I'm I'm pretty damn sure of that. Even even in the current situation that they're underachieving right now, they're, I mean, again, Tom has never had a losing season. John Harbaugh knows to get the is known to get the best out of his out of his players. Um, current situation notwithstanding, but yeah, I, I, as crazy as that may sound, I think that I think could play. I think teams are fired or coached to bring those two guys in. I, I really do. But I say all that to say this. The division, the AFC North is under major transition before our very eyes. It's changing. And all of a sudden you have Pittsburgh and that drama had them turning downward a little bit, despite the talent that they still have. Who the hell knows what's going on in Baltimore? Who the hell knows what's going to happen with the coaching search in Cincinnati? The only sure thing right now is Cleveland. Yep. That's the only sure thing right now. And that is crazy for me to say, and I still have scratched my head over the fact that I said that out loud at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's honestly, man, like they're almost fun to watch, though. I mean, I, if you really, really watch the Cleveland Browns play, like, and I think because they were bad and have been bad for so long. You and I talked about this before. Like, I hate Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I have strongly, strongly disliked Baltimore. But Cleveland, I always just felt bad for. Like, I never had, I never had that <laughs> bitter rival feeling, you know, that gut feeling of, God, I can't stand these dudes. Why? Because most of the time we just beat the snot out of them and called it two wins for the season and you move on. And so even this year when Cleveland beat us twice, it, it was kind of like, not not necessarily, hey, good for Cleveland, but like, oh, man, wow. All right. I see Cleveland's on the – look like Cleveland's on the up and up. All right, cool. I, I, I didn't feel any sort of, like, disdain towards them for winning the game or 
yeah, anything like that. It was mostly like, wow, look, Cleveland's, Cleveland's making some moves. That's, wow, that's impressive. And so, you know, even now with them potentially on the come, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what Freddie Kitchens can do as a head coach. Um, right. You know, it'll be interesting to see what Baker can do when people have a year of film on him now. And so, you know, all of those things will, will, will play out as, as it moves forward. But, uh, with that being said, again, it's it's more so just like, wow, that's impressive. Well, so in other words, it's not like when 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 Pittsburgh came here and week wherever the hell it was, when you when your team for some reason that I, I do not understand this very day called an all out blitz against Roethlisberger, that's expecting him not to beat that. That's so why they're all in the job right now. That's why they're all in the job right now. <laughs> so you weren't I'm like God. I, I picture you yelling at the TV, going, "God damn it!" So you weren't like that I with Cleveland beat y'all twice. No, not at all. I mean, I, seriously, I'm not <laughs> at all. Like, I was, I was the first time they played. Heck, I think they were up something like 162 at halftime. So it was more so like, oh, this game, <laughs> this game's over. Oh well, but. I, I was more so like, wow, wow, wow. Baker Mayfield's the truth, son. And I felt like I really do. I wasn't mad. Wow. Wow. So, but but one last thing before we move on to the playoffs. How about, speaking of Baker Mayfield, I guess you guys, how about the second game in Cleveland where Baker Mayfield is trolling the hell out of Hugh Jackson by running up the sideline? Like when they had a late, big play late in the game, he was just staring at him. Just give him, just just staring him down. That that I was like, you know what? As much as I despise Cleveland, I really like this kid. <laughs> I really like this kid. <laughs> he, he has no, he has no, you know what? He he's he's run out of a lot of those things to give, and he'll probably tell you that and be proud of it. I I really like Baker Mayfield. It sucks that he plays with Cleveland, but I really like this this kid. And again. If, if our teams, if, if none of our teams get together with either the coaching search or the locker room cultures, we're going to be looking up at Cleveland in a couple of years. Tops. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. Yeah, and that's crazy. The, the, what, the, just to circle back on Hugh Jackson and the, and the coaching search, that mm-hmm. if the Bengals front office was really paying attention, they would look at what Baker Mayfield did you know, the second game, and I can't remember the, the safety's name in the first game who intercepted the ball and came over and handed the football to Hugh Jackson. Not a, yeah. single, Bengals, not a single Bengals player reacted to that. If, if they That's truly crazy. respected Hugh Jackson the way that the front office would hope that they would, Players would have been, if nothing, I'm not saying starting to fight, but shoving the dude away the right. or I think it's been Denzel Ward. Like shoving, slapping the ball out of his hand or, hey, look, if I draw a 15-yard penalty because I throw my shoulder into you because you up in my coach's face being stupid, but get out of nah. Then you would, you would be protecting your guy. If Baker Mayfield threw some long pass down, you know, down to the two-yard line and then came and stared at my coach for the next, you know, four or five seconds while he ran up the sideline and not one single offensive player who's standing right next to Hugh Jackson said a word, Hugh Jackson's not my coach, man. Right. Right. And that's, and that's that was telling right there. I was thinking to myself, like, everybody else, where the hell is the rest of the Bengals at? Why is this Why is this not a riot? So they don't can care. you imagine if, if someone did that in ball, against, against with John Harbaugh? Could you imagine right. Baker Mayfield trying against John Harbaugh or Mike Tomlin? Right. As much chaos is going on in the Steelers' locker room, there would be a damn near riot on the on the field. They yep. love their coach, even though it's chaotic. And same with Baltimore, they love Harbaugh. It's about respect and everything else. And yeah, that was that was telling right there, if anything. But as thing goes, it is what it is, and we just see what the hell happens this year. Or this comes in, in this offseason. One last thing, but we'll get you out on this on the, about the NFL playoffs. We had a wild card where yes, they came and went. Dallas won, unfortunately. And Boom. the Eagles did, did their thing <laughs> against the Bears. 
I hate kickers, by the way. I really do. And um, <laughs> what else? The Chargers won. The coach did their thing as well. This is what I'm looking for in, in the divisional round. I hate to say this, and this, I'm going to – I feel like just scratching my the thighs of my leg, both thighs, when I say this. I think Dallas is going to go into the L.A. and beat the Rams. I, w- uh, I think that's going to happen. I knew you were going to say that. God, I knew you were going to say that. I think that's going to happen. I believe that's going to happen because here's the thing. The Rams, the defense has been underachieving all year. The Rams offense started to come down to earth just a little bit the last few games of the season. And, you know, ever since the Bears game, you know, especially. And Dallas is hot. They got a great yeah. – they're leading the final lane, leading the running game. They got – Finally got someone who could catch Wilford Dam and Amari Cooper. And yep. their defense is playing lights out. The last time I checked, a running game in the, in, in the defense travels. In the uh, and and uh, look, say that. I hate God, it. I hate it. I hope it doesn't happen. I want Cowboy Nation everywhere to shed tears over their beers or whatever they had, the mic eyes, whatever the hell they're drinking. I don't want to see it happen. But I think it's going to happen. I think Dallas is going to go into L.A. and beat the Rams and get to the, oh. National, get to the NFC Championship game. I think it's going to happen. I'm afraid it's going to happen. I fear it's going to happen. But I think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, uh, the weekend. <laughs> I know. I hate it. It hurts, man. I, I think it's going to happen. I really do. Now, with, if, the Rams, if the Rams prove me wrong, Hooray! Hip hip hooray! Right. For real, for real. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think the Cowboys are gonna go in there and get the win, bro. But because look at this way, Cowboy Nation travels everywhere. They're like Steeler Nation, Packer Nation, the Cheeseheads, Raider Nation. They travel, but the Rams yep. have really have no home field advantage, man. Especially that big ass Coliseum. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if a large portion of that stadium. <laughs> Is Dallas Cowboys fan? Yes. And remember when the when the remember when when the Packers came to L.A. Most of it was the people said it was at least sixty forty at least sixty forty Packer fans. Right. That's how disheartening that shit is. And so yeah, the Cowboys came in. You know they're a quote unquote America's team for some reason. It's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a home game for the Cowboys. I think it's gonna be a home game. I think it's gonna demoralize the Rams. Some. Yeah. That's why I think they're gonna win. I think the Cowboys are gonna go in there and get the win. And it's gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very sad. I'm gonna be weeping and they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth on some sackcloth and ashes at the biblical reference, folks. Um, <laughs> but I think it's gonna happen. And I think gonna and don't be surprised if you had the I don't think the Eagles are gonna be the Saints, but if 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 if, if uh Dick Foles keeps on this magic corporate ride don't be surprised the Eagles at Cowboys for the NFC Championship. And no, I, that, I, 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 refuse I, I, to, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. I <laughs> refuse. Dude, we're going to sacrifice some chickens or something to make sure this shit doesn't yeah. happen. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, no, we're not doing I'm, I'm, I am fattening the calf as we speak. Nope, not happening. <laughs> fattening the calf. That's another biblical reference. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, what if we have a Cowboys Patriots Super Bowl? I would, no, not watch. I, I, would, I would literally go and just knit something. I would go play some badminton somewhere. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not watching it. I would not watch. Croquet, I would not watch. I'm taking croquet. Uh, dude, that would be. Do you know how awful that would be? Like seriously, do you oh. know how awful that would be? Huh. Oh, no! Two obnoxious fan bases from two obnoxious yeah. teams. Are you serious? Yeah. Hell God. to the no! I would not watch. I'm sorry. I'm not, now I'm not saying that what happened, but I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened because look at New England and the Catbirds see it again. They got the two seed. Yeah. The, the, the Chiefs aren't that great in the playoffs. I know they got Patrick Patrick Mahomes boy, as, as Shannon Sharp likes to call him. He's a huge upgrade over um, Alex Checkdown Smith. But 
It wouldn't, it, dude. It, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't shock me. I, I mean, it's well, hell, so, I'm not. I'm dude. not a hundred percent. I'm not. A, to be honest with you, I'm not a hundred percent sure that Indy doesn't beat Kansas City. There you go. If I'm, there you go. I, I'm not. I'm just saying the way that the way that Indianapolis defense is playing, and yeah. the, the fact that they're just coordinator didn't get a single didn't get a single head coaching get, uh, interview is ridiculous because Eberflus took a right. team took a defense that was trash and made it respectable. Uh, right. But that defense and a healthy Andrew Lux flinging the hell out of that ball with a semblance of a, a running game with Marlon Mack, man. Yeah. It wouldn't TGH. shock me. TGH. TGH. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. And, and, dude, you and I and nine other random cats on the street of Cincinnati could hang 30 on the Chiefs defense. So you never know. You never know. But, look, I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to say New Orleans does what they're supposed to do and beat down Thank the Eagles God. again and take care of the – and get exact revenge of the Cowboys the following week uh, when yes. it comes down to that. And they quit the Patriots in the Super Bowl if it comes down to that. But I'm just saying, if we have Cowboys and Patriots in the Super Bowl – and it's pointing that way, the signs are pointing that that direction. I swear to God, I'm not watching. I'm gonna I'm gonna help out the wife doing something help help Randy around the house do something. I may change clothes, okay. I may paint. I'm not doing I'm not watching that damn game. <laughs> I, will, I will I will dust off my honey do list for the first time this year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey man, take a light. Appreciate it. All right, brother, holla at you. All right, peace. That's my guy, Antonio. Uh, Antonio. Hey, Andre Edwards. Please check him out on LockedOnBills.com. Thank you for tuning in. This is Scott Perks with the Clown. Sorry about the technical difficulties earlier, but thank you all for, for holding on and tuning in. Have a good evening. Please stay warm tonight. If you're in the Midwest and East Coast, stay safe. Have a great weekend. Oh, six. Peace.